This is Tuesday, March 29th. Music is a powerful gift of God to us. Beauty pointing to an even greater glory to be found in God himself. Albert Einstein, the great scientist, once told a young violin prodigy after hearing him play, Now I know there is a God in heaven. Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, who rejected faith in Christ at a young age after after hearing Yo-Yo Ma play Bach on his 1733 Stradivarius while visiting Jobs' house, he teared up and told him, Your playing is the best argument I've ever heard for the existence of God, because I don't really believe a human alone can do this. Now, Scripture tells us that God wired into our world pointers directing us to Him. For those in Christ, however, there is a far deeper connection that God provides. Here is Scripture explaining from Romans 8, verse 14 to 16. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Well, yes, God scents His world with the fragrance of His essence. Often the scent is faint, and most days we have difficulty detecting it. But for those in Christ, we have been given the Spirit of God. Yesterday we began exploring the place of the Spirit in the plan of, of God and the purposes of God. We learned that Jesus has given us His Spirit so that we might not be as orphans, that He could be with us forever. Jesus did not want to leave His disciples after the resurrection, But his mission was complete. He finished his course. So he left us his spirit, and his spirit remains with us forever. Notice that Paul says the spirit of God leads us. And this is what it means to be children of God. We're directed by the spirit. Of course, we must learn about this leading and learn how to be led. In the same way that an athlete must learn how to be coached, how to listen to her coach for directions, and to put into practice what is being taught. We, too, must learn this new life. We spent our lives being self-directed, and now we are to learn how to be Spirit-led. But there's more. The Spirit drives out our fear. We are so accustomed to living in fear that we might not even notice it. We've lived our lives in perpetual fear, a fear of death, a fear of being abandoned and alone, a fear of not measuring up, not being enough, a fear of shame and humiliation, of rejection, of not mattering, and a fear of judgment. And as the Spirit applies the gospel in our hearts each day, we learn we are loved and safe. We are accepted and have a place with God forever. We are children of God. And a radical transformation takes place even if it usually takes place slowly. The fog and darkness of fear lifts, and we come into a new day and a new life.
This is all the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't appropriate these truths on our own. We're not even able to learn these deep spiritual truths without the aid of the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit that plays the new music of grace for us to hear as we come to believe it more deeply, that is the gospel, and then come to live in the light of this truth. Yes, when we come to faith in Christ, the Spirit of God brings us to the Father in a process of adoption. A process wherein we are translated into a new family. We have a new father. There's so much we need to understand to see all that has happened to us. And it is the Spirit of God that leads us through this process and guides us into our new life. The end result is this astounding intimacy with our Father. Before we couldn't come to God. We could not approach God. Now, enabled by the Spirit of God, we cry out to our Father, Abba, Papa. We know we are home, and we have a Father who loves and receives us. And talk about joy and peace and deep security. No wonder our fears fall away. No wonder we are empowered to live a new life. Indeed, we become new creatures in Christ. Again, the Spirit of God leads us each step of the way. That leads to the final statement. The Spirit helps us to see the truth of this new relationship. Paul, the apostle that wrote these words, said that this happens spirit to spirit. That is, the Holy Spirit conveys the deep truth within us to our spirit. It is a palpable knowing, a a real knowing of our new relationship. I want to return to our music metaphor for just a moment. In The Joy of Music, that's the book, the famous conductor Leonard Bernstein describes an imaginary conversation between himself and his younger brother, who is a literary critic. Here's what he says to his brother. Rightness. That's the word. When you get the feeling that whatever note succeeds that last is, is the only possible note that can rightly happen at that instant, in that context then chances are you're listening to Beethoven. Melodies, fugues, rhythms, leave them to to the Tchaikovsky's and the Hindesmiths and the Ravels. Our boy has the real goods, the stuff from heaven, the power to make you feel at the finish something is right in the world. There is something that checks throughout, that follows its own law consistently, Something we can trust that will never let us down. Now, of course, he's talking about music. But I think that's what the Spirit of God conveys within us. We see the truth. We come to know we're God's children. We have this deep identification with God himself as our Father. And we know that the truth is true. And we have been included in it we have come to know the reality of God's grace. Would you pray with me? Abba, Father, your love is better than life. You're good and gracious, faithful and true. Thank you for your Spirit's presence, the one who opens our eyes to the reality of your grace. We pray with gratitude in the name of Jesus. Amen.